0: The following is a CSPN media podcast presentation. You are listening to a special presentation of know the score. I'm your co-host Tyler ball. You can find me on Twitter at T a B a L L number one. And I'm here with my co-host Don DeLarrente Twitter, Don De La Rente. And of course, you can always contact us through the KTS pod on Twitter via KTSPOD. All right, we're here because uh, there was an incredible week of sports on field and off the field. And uh, tonight we're going to cover what happened off the fields. Uh, we will actually have a our regular show will will air on Thursday. Well, likely Friday. We'll record on Thursday, but tonight we're going to uh, discuss just the the things that went on um, as far as uh, the statements made by the president and the sports world's reaction to those statements. Uh, We're going to start first with just the uh, the mood right now and the effect of what happened, as you have our president, Donald Trump, taking on the National Football League and players that have been demonstrating and uh, protesting via kneeling. Uh, Actually, uh, President Trump was at a rally in Alabama, ironically a team that does not have uh, a city that doesn't have a state that doesn't have a professional football team. And he essentially calls out – player a player that takes a knee to protest anything. Uh, He specifically meant it towards the flag and we can get into that, obviously. But, you know, he actually called any player who does that, an SOB and an owner should be uh, willing to fire him on the spot. See, that drew an enormous amount of applause and several exceptions were taken to it. Um, in addition, he went and officially disinvited uh, Steph Curry, obviously uh, the guard, the superstar guard for the Golden State Warriors, who uh, expressed some, uh, a little bit of force uh, with his teammates about going to the White House in February when they make their visit to, to Washington to play the Wizards. Uh, actually jumped the gun and went ahead before the team was able to meet. He just basically said that because curry is hesitating on the invite uh they're uh they're not welcome through reaction from several players so don um introed uh trump's statements what's your what's your take on just everything i mean just a general take on just trump taking on
1: Uh, my first thought is um somebody needs to tell him to stick to politics and you know what i'm saying don't be dragging sports into his politics, which is obviously uh, what he did. Um, even though he, you know, didn't name out any players specifically, of course, you know, he's referring to the black players who are taking a stance and doing the protesting. And so, of course, in a place like Alabama in front of his base, uh, that plays well. Um, just totally out of left field, off the cuff, out of nowhere. Um, this was a political rally to try to get a gentleman elected who's in a runoff campaign. So, you know, I don't even know why the NFL would even pop into his mind at that at that type of function. Um, the just the firestorm. I saw it really late on Friday night and was kind of like. Hmm. I don't know where that's coming from, but that's interesting. And then on Saturday morning, you know, it was just full blown, just all over everywhere and everything. And everybody was chiming in and weighing in. I mean, that was probably one of the most uh, spectacular days on Twitter there's ever been. As far as um, just hearing from all these different athletes and, and, and celebrity and coaches and front office people. And it's just something you've never seen um, as far as just a polarizing statement from a politician about athletics like that. I mean, it galvanized a whole bunch of people, um, you know, in favor of the, you know, NFL players. Now, of course, the language that is being used not only by Trump and by the media is definitely loaded and um misleading and misinforming. And I'm sure oh, we'll definitely gosh. we'll definitely uh you know dive into that a little bit more. But um I just don't like the way the NFL kind of handled it, 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 I understand that I knew some, they were going to do something and they tried to kind of coordinate themselves in a manner it, it, as a league, you know, they only had probably about maybe 36 hours to try to figure out as a league and as a players association kind of what they wanted to do. And they kind of left it up to each individual franchise and owner to kind of come up with and team to kind of, you know, decide what they wanted to do. So, um, and even that was disjointed and, and bungled and fumbled and, and and, you know, not done in a manner that, you know, as uniform as I'm pretty sure they thought or they, you know, would like. It to have been. So, you know, it's just an extraordinary day. Uh, you know, yesterday or Sunday uh, was an extraordinary day. Um, like I said, all day on, on Saturday on Twitter and social media was was an extraordinary day. I mean, these are just, you know, we've never seen a president dip his toe this far into an athletic, uh, you know, anything in athletics as far as, you know, dictating and suggesting that owners, you know, fire players for expressing their rights that are guaranteed to them by the Constitution and are represented by the symbol of the flag.
0: And, and and he even and let's not forget, he even decried the targeting rule. Uh, the uh the fifteen yard penalty for uh for targeting and you know, hits to the head. Uh so even still, you know you have a, a sitting president commenting on rules of the game. We haven't had a president direct stance on an opinion probably since uh, since uh, steroids. President Obama stated his love for sports, but as far as rules of the game, he was very careful and not willing to suggest or uh, or state his opinion on on rules per se. It's a very it's it's very very sensitive. Um very sensitive situation and I, I, I am with you that the NFL dropped the ball, so to speak, on this. I did like the Players Association's statement. I actually enjoyed that. Uh they put about a three and a half minute film clip on Twitter, uh standing up and being defiant. I don't mind that. But it also contributes to a Emphasizing a an cloud narrative that what Colin Kaepernick took a knee for anymore. And he see, tweet, I already see verified count Twitter accounts saying that taking a knee will now be Trump resistance. That's clearly not what the original person, uh, his original person was was honored uh, by Time Magazine for for being uh, for being influential. Uh, that was not what he stood for. And now the message is in Colin Kaepernick to a mere martyr who still is not employed by the NFL. Now, let's, let's take it a step further with Colin. Um, Sports Illustrated now has already put out its cover. Uh, as you can see, several you will see several athletes, Michael Bennett, LeBron James, Stephen Curry, uh, several others, posture, uh, posture. Obviously done by Photoshop, but here's the issue I have with that. Roger Goodell's on the cover a lot with Stephen Curry. There is no mention of Colin Kaepernick. Cover.
1: Well, here's, Tyler, here's kind of where I'm I'm at right now after, you know, three days of this and kind of seeing it, you know, grow its own legs and become something much bigger. It seems like it's two different things going on. The NFL used a lot, the word unity, And just about every team that released a statement, Mm -hmm. that made a statement, Mm -hmm. everything came out as, we want to show unity. We want to show unity. We want to bring ourselves together Mm -hmm. and show unity. To me, Sunday was just a single day where the whole NFL just said, hey, we're not going to let you tell us what to do, and we're going to act opposite to what your statement was. So the unity... Specifically Jerry Jones. So the unity of it was the owners who you know are billionaires who said, Hey, we're not gonna get pushed around. We're not gonna be told what we need to do to these players who you know generate our money and 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 are the you know reasons that we're well known and stuff, so it was a brushback to his you know, hey, this is what you need to do to these people who are out of line and So I feel like the NFL just took Sunday to kind of show up Trump in a way to say, hey, look, our whole league is against what you said from the owners to the players to the front office people only because you're trying to use your pulpit to force us to do something. and, And we don't have to. That's a totally different message than what the original intent of what Kaepernick was doing Jeremy Lane, Mike Bennett, those first handful of guys. You know, six, eight, ten guys that were doing it. Chris Long was one of the guys. Um, you know, with his teammates in Philadelphia. We've got two different "quote unquote" protests going on. We got just the protest of Donald Trump and his language against the NFL that brought all those different owners together to say, "Oh, we got to do something," and "Oh, now I guess it would be a good time to let our players demonstrate." this versus the whole original reason that this started and what the message should be and where the media is at fault with how they cover the kneeling. My thing is the rhetoric mm-hmm. It's the same way that the Republicans used Obamacare to sully up Affordable Care Act. Now, if the news would have been responsible and referred to it as the Affordable Care Act every time that it was talked about, then the people, when it got taken away from or when the vote came down to take it away from them, might not have been so blindsided. But they only knew what the media was calling it as Obamacare, Obamacare. So it eventually grew a stigma on it for people who didn't like Obama, Republican Party. They could always throw that label on it. Well, the same thing is going on now with the protest. Every time you hear a news outlet talk about the players kneeling, they always say uh, protesting the national anthem or protesting the flag. And that is not true. And the more outlets that would actually say, hey, the NFL players taking a knee protesting, you know, racial injustice, inequality and oppression, If they would say that every time instead of copping out and saying, oh, it's a national anthem protest, then maybe we could have a clearer light and not so many people up in arms. Because, of course, it is so sensitive to everybody about the flag and national anthem and what it means and what it's supposed to mean and what it's supposed to represent. But again, it's a talking point that's being used to comfort people. Because to think about oppression and racism and police brutality and all the injustices against black men, black women, and other people of color is a difficult, difficult, difficult thing to do for middle America. You know what I'm saying? That's not not something they want to think about or want to actively... Um, look at themselves and reflect upon themselves and say, hey, we're being complicit and we're being uh, accountable. We're, we're, we're letting this these actions take place. We're accountable because we're not speaking up. And we're trying to speak down upon these people who are. I mean, you know what I'm saying? There's no violence. This isn't a Charlottesville uh, situation where people are losing their lives and there's being property damaged and and and, and harsh words and harsh feelings. It's a minute and a half, of guys saying, hey, the country has some things that it that needs it to sometimes? live up mm-hmm. to, and we're trying to bring awareness to it through this single action. It's it's not even
0: the, oh my gosh, it is so frustrating. This is another another thing about Twitter too, and other forms of social media. You actually have sons and daughters going up against their parents in discussing how this issue um, you have people under various accounts, some some hidden clearly clearly to you know just to troll it, get get tos tweets out there, but then you have people that are really to the issue tell them that are have been out and out saying that they're that you need is not making a protest against the national anthem or the flag is to bring attention of the is to bring attention to the atrocities that are going on in this country, and they can tell them until they're blue in the face, and people refuse to get it. It is sad to see. It's it's um it's so it's ridiculous.
1: Um, the unfortunate. Oh, go ahead, Todd. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Um, I would rather, to be honest, at this point. Um. I'm resigned. I'm already resigned to think that Colin Kaepernick may never get a quarterback job again. Um, I'm resigned to think that even though we have seen some of the worst quarterbacking already in these first three weeks of the season, um, I'm, I'm inclined to think there has to be something very drastic for Colin Kaepernick to play football again. And it's not, it's even bigger than that. That the NFL and the Players Association maybe not necessarily have done it but there was just so there was just so disjointed the player the you know the taking the players taking knee the players choosing to stand the players being vocal about both stances it, it wasn't united and now the media are pushing this as as, as united that's crazy because it's, it's not true right true at all look at pittsburgh for example and that's that's a obvious reference uh you know uh, mike tomlin held the team in the locker room or in the in the tunnel but you had uh villanueva they uh they got their uh tackle you know who's who's happened to have served three tours in iraq in front outside he stands outside not on the field but he stands outside and and and, and salutes the flag and he's got a photo op and now, his jersey is the number one selling jersey virtually overnight on top of that, he's now being billed as billed as a hero for a side that he vocally has said that he didn't he doesn't even want to be on right. He chose to stand outside
1: well i and, think uh, and
0: he, you know he, he even said he threw his own team under the bus un- unintentionally
1: Mhm, well, the thing about it was I think kind of Mike Tomlin might have kind of the statement and the um, act of it was very good, comes out nice in the media to say, hey, my team's not going to even, you know, be on the sideline. We're going to, you know, stand in a locker room or, or, you know, in this case they were um, in the tunnel. But I think him, by him doing what he did, he didn't really get a temperature of his room first. He just kind of declared, no. hey, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the one thing that he might want to go back and kind of you know, that'd probably be the one thing that he probably would regret is that they didn't get a bigger dialogue amongst, hey, because Villanueva is such a special case for them. You know what I mean? Right. To actually have a player who's served and, and done. And then, you know, you may have some players who want to kneel, some players and, who want to lock arms, some players right. who don't want to go out, some mm-hmm. players who just want to stay in the tunnel. So you've got, you know, four or five different um scenarios that you know it's 53 guys in there and coaches and and stuff so you know it's like 70 people so everybody's got a different way that they want to that they want to do it they just they just know that we got to do something and i think that if you would have maybe taken one more step to just kind of gauge his room and then they say okay as a team we really got to be down for this we just can't be mandated by the coach because again like you said then you get a guy like bill and who feels like oh man A conflict, and then he goes and kind of singles himself out, and now he's regretful because you know I'm saying he said you know it became about him and not about the team, and it it was all supposed to be here's that word again, unity shown um, from you know the whole organization from the owner down to the last man on the bench, and by him not doing that, he stepped outside of that uniform, and now he's being singled out and that's kind of against the whole merit of football. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why they police the guys to make sure everybody looks the same. That's why they police the guys that that you can't wear colorful socks. You can't wear nothing on your helmet. You can't have extra this or extra that because football is a game where everybody is supposed to look the same, act the same, be the same. And I think that's kind of what hinders Colin Kaepernick from getting back into the fold is because now people look at him differently oh, he's outside of the uniformity. His hair is too big. His knee-taking is drawing too much attention. They want to talk about football is all about, you know, you always hear, we don't want any distractions. This person is a distraction. We can't take on this player because his past, he may be a distraction. It's it's a bunch of crap. Right. But that's the, and you have to remember that this is a whole football, this is the culture of football from the time you're, Mm -hmm. you know, 10 years old all the way until you retire. And that's the reason I think that the football players themselves have had a difficult time navigating this because they're taught to not rock the boat to, Hey, this is the program. You go with the program. You you don't, if you don't like it, you figure out a way to make it work. If the system doesn't fit you, you figure out a way to make the system fit you. You don't go trying to change the system. And, at Every turn, people who have been outspoken and who have been um, a little bit on the, quote, unquote, a, a distraction or, or too vocal, they get them up out of there. And that's what's going to happen to Colin Kaepernick, unfortunately. But hey, the first, like I said in a couple of shows ago, the first person who steps out for change of any sort is usually going to be the person who suffers the biggest consequence, loses the most, takes the biggest hit. For the betterment of everybody that comes after him, mm-hmm, always. And so, hopefully, that will happen for Colin Kaepernick. That you know, it started up as, "Hey, uh, you know, protest." How do you do it? What's the correct way to do it? Whatever. Uh, and you know, you know, speaking out and singling yourself out. So, hopefully, that will embolden the next generation of players who come around to say, "Hey." Colin Kaepernick can do it, I can do it. And I don't have to be afraid to do it and show it and step outside of the uniformity and the, you know, in lockstep that is football as a sports culture. That's the reason why the basketball thing is the exact 180, because basketball is all about being an individual and showing your individual talents and having flair and drawing that attention to yourself. You know, that's the the reason why the NBA seems to be more on point and have coaches and front office people and a commissioner that's like, hey, this is about injustice, this is about inequality, this is, has nothing to do with the flag. You know, If you hear the NBA talk about it, it's on message far more than the NFL. Um, let's look at
0: some individual, you know, we've already t- taken a foot at some individual uh, and team statements, but let's talk about the big the one that's actually going to have the most impact. And that's last night. Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. Very interesting elements to this. Uh, number one, although they were on the road, although they were on the road and, they, well, really, not, you know, really on the road but not really because they were in Arizona. So they played a bunch a bunch of Cowboys fans typically buy up the tickets in Arizona because that's, a easy, that's a, one of the easiest games to get to. So, essentially, they were, in front of a, a lot of, they were in front of their home crowd away from home. And Jerry, instead of the player's shoes or doing it on their own, as a team, they decide the so anthem is played, Jones included. Then they stand up and take, with their arms locked, they stand for the anthem.
1: So, in turn, they kind of did the two. So, they, so, let's say let's give them the benefit of the doubt. They took the knee for the... I know this is a stretch. They took the knee, let's say, for the Colin Kaepernick inequality oppression part and then they stood up and locked arms and showed the unity to you know, deep face Trump and his comments from Friday. But, Let me, you know, uh, that's the optimist view of, of it. And I'm going to give you the pessimist
0: Or another word, or some say, the real view of it. Jerry Jones coming the story is that's what Jerry does. Jerry is now going to be lauded as brilliant because number one, his team's the only team that did it. Number two, they're the Dallas Cowboys, so it's going to get a bunch of coverage. Number three, it's Jerry, so he's going to be billed as a hero. And number four, it now the narrative that it continues two narratives is going to be now that. The uh the team whole well, team taking a stand or well taking a knee is going to be the whole trend of resistance, but it also supports folks standing and locking arms, which is the weaker version of the of college protests. So so not only so now you've doubled down on the effectiveness of what Colin Kaepernick did because it's going to be more of it's going to be more talk about this stance that the Cowboys took, mind you, after saying to the media that they weren't doing anything. They said, and and on top of that, Cowboys' statements related to Kaepernick have been on the adversarial side, particularly to As Bryant, who who doesn't even want to talk about it. So,
1: well, I, I think that this
0: has, a, this has a a terrible effect, I believe, on 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 what Colin tried to start. I think right. it's, it's it's martyrized, uh Colin. I, and I think with what's well, so going the straightest article tomorrow I think it's going to even make uh Kaepernick even more
1: well, even more of a martyr. Well, it's a beautiful swerve by Trump i mean if if you just look at it from a you know take your feelings out of it and just kind of with the way his you know, presidency has been going, things going on in the country, you know, North Korea and the rhetoric going back and forth, not being able to pass uh, any legislation uh concerning health care or tax reform or any of that stuff. So, you know, he's been president for like nine months and nothing's gotten done. Everything's pretty much the same. So he's got to get the hounds off of him. You know what I mean? So what better way than to oh, I can turn my focus on these rich black athletes and in front of my core base of folks that got me elected. Yeah, that's going to play good. So let's get them talking about that and riled up against the athletes that they watch for entertainment. And that's all that they you know, have to use for them for. They don't care about what happens to them personally outside of you know the 60 minutes on the field. And, you know, I can get I can use my Twitter account to keep furthering my narrative and pumping out, you know, tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet about, you know, what's going on in this game and that game uh, all on Sunday. So now people aren't talking about what they should be talking about as when it comes to Trump. They're talking about what the NFL is doing and, and, and how they're reacting to what he said and how now he's taken the the take a knee from being. The, you know, all about, you know, Black Lives Matter and injustice and oppression. And now they're trying to say, oh, now that's how you resist the um, administration and, and show your, um, you know, show your displeasure with the way our country's being run. And that's the reason why I said the way that I'm looking at it is Sunday was just the NFL trying to come together and throw Trump a middle finger. They yeah. never had any intent to honor Colin Kaepernick as far as, what the original message is for, you know, all of these demonstrations mm-hmm. you saw all these teams did, it had nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick. It was just the F you to Donald Trump. It was the middle finger to Trump, the, the owners bucking back and saying, hey, you know what I'm saying, we gave you money to, to to your campaign and for your inauguration and stuff, but you know what I'm saying, we never thought that we'd get in your crosshairs. We kind of figured that that would make us immune, uh, or give us immunity in, in mm-hmm. some aspects, but now that clearly it's not then we gonna show you
0: and, and you know it's it's funny because on that narrative uh, you had several people speak to that uh one particular supporter was uh was rex ryan So you know, he went on public on nfl countdown So you know his comments uh saying that he was disappointed to introduce trump at a rally you're a trump supporter How do you miss this stuff? How do you miss the things that he said leading up to the campaign, but yet you endorse him? I don't get it. And that's why he was met with the faces that are now memes from, from uh, Woodson Moss, especially Randy Moss. They looked at him like, like, are you out of your mind? How can you miss that? and, and And this is what's about our culture, media, and several of the athletes. How are these people who's, that when we're shouting and shouting and shouting about police brutality injustices, it's not just these superstar superstar uh I could say it white white- cele- celebrities or uh it's the general public that comes out and says that well uh because you make x amount of dollars here. You know, or you, you bet you're you a billionaire, so how are you oppressed? Uh, worse, we pay your salary. Or Chicago, what's going on in Chicago? I am so sick about the word Chicago that I can't even watch a Cubs game right now because I have to hear the word Chicago. It's ridiculous. And you just have – people just have their heads in the sand over this, and it's just it's, – it's just not fair.
1: Well, Tyler – I learned a valuable lesson. I think it was 1990, 1991. Mm -hmm. Video came out. Police officers using excessive force, clearly right there on video. Seven minutes. Yep. Come a year later, come to the trial. Not guilty. And they said not guilty. And as a 10 year old child, I asked my mom, I said, Mom, how can that be? It's video. It's not like they didn't see it. It's not like it was a he say, she say scenario. We all saw it. How can they still not be guilty? And my mother just said, hey, son, things in this country aren't always fair for people like us. And that's kind of never left me
0: mm-hmm. as
1: far as when these things happen. It's, it, it's just, it's never fair. It's never been fair for people like us, regardless of. Oh what they have on video, what they have on audio, no matter if you have your hands up, if you have your back to the people, there is a consensus and a mandate, it seems right now, that, hey, we're not convicting no police officers for killing a black person. It's just not going to happen because it's happened too many times and nobody's suffering any consequences.
0: It's, you know, the old Chris Berman, uh, you know, once it's an accident, two's a two's a trend, and three is a problem. We well, 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 past three, right? Edge of the game. I mean, hey,
1: right? Heck, that so, I
0: think, That was Rodney King, and Rodney King is already, you know, we already twenty. Oh, we're almost thirty years past Rodney King,
1: right? Almost. So, and <laughs> he, here's here's the real issue, and it's been the issue. At any point, I don't care if you're women, black people, gay people, but especially black people, everybody has a problem with how you protest. You march in the street, it's a problem. You take a knee, it's a problem. You scream and yell, it's a problem. Well, okay, how about somebody come out and say, everybody's everybody's all in agreement, hey, Everybody's got the right to protest. Everybody should be able to protest. I just don't like how they do it. Well, how in the hell should we do it? Because we've been trying for 500 years and we still can't find a way that's appeasable that will make people stick to what it should be about. And, I, and that's the most difficult part of watching this go down and watching Colin Kaepernick's actual message become farther and farther from what the talking points are. Maybe you know. Maybe it would be a great help for Colin Kaepernick himself to come back out and speak, and and maybe hold a press conference or or, or give a media you know availability five six seven minutes. Maybe he have a prepared statement, take a few questions, because he's getting whitewashed, and I don't want that to happen to him. I want him to be able to be the central figure that he's been for this cause. And I, I just missed
0: the, uh That, uh, um, you know, I, I I'm the son of an MLK pallbearer. I live in Greensboro, North Carolina. I attended North Carolina A and T State University. Matter of fact, uh, we just honored the grand one of the grandsons of the Greensboro Four as a National Defensive Player of the, Player of the Week. So, <laughs> what racial tension is in this city? I've grown up around it all my life, but. To see could possibly be next door with a with a Twitter account and just spewing such ridiculous rhetoric. Another per, a person who's considered a hero in my town, John Eastner, called Colin Kaepernick's stance pathetic. In Greensboro, just around the block from where I live now, privileged community, privileged high school Those that he played tennis against, come from the black community to not understand being a Greensboro resident, for him not to for him to not even identify with what's going on and he being a being a resident of Greensboro, North Carolina, it just it just sickens me. It it's it's sad. It's really, 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 really sad.
1: Right. And um, the less you, informed exactly. you are, I think that the less informed you are, the media isn't helping. Because again, like I said before, the media is out here framing it very wrongly and so if you just go off of 90% of your news outlets and your media sources, you're getting misinformation. Shep Smith from Fox News was one of the few people who was like hold on, let me stop you right there they're not protesting the flag or the anthem, this is not what this is about, we're losing the focus. The focus is on police brutality oppression and injustice and this is like one of the forerunners on Fox News. So when, you know, one of these people can actually take a step back and refer to it in the right way on that particular channel, is no need. It should be very easy for every other local news outlet and major news outlet to just state the facts. If you just state the facts and say, hey, they're not protesting the anthem, they're not protesting the flag, they're protesting the right things, the inequalities and things, I think it will soften because like I said before, the ideals of the flag and all the stuff that's wrapped up in the patriotism of the flag is a hot button issue for people. And, and if you're misinformed and you think that that's what the people are, you know, taking their action against, then, you know, there's going to be that negativity. But everybody in the in the in the country at some point or some or at some point or some other has been done wrong. It may not have been by the opposite race, but it could be by a friend, a family member a stranger. But you feel that hey, I've been done wrong, something needs to be done, somebody needs to stand up for me, somebody needs to, I need to speak for myself to to you know bring attention to the fact that this ain't right, and I don't understand why they can't collectively say, "Hey, you've been treating black people wrong in this country for so long, you know how about we stand back and just listen to them? just for once? You know what I'm saying? It's unfortunate that. We have to have people like Buck Walter come out and say what he said during the Freddie Gray trial for people to perk up and maybe listen. Or Greg Popovich or Steve Kerr or Stan Van Gundy. You know, people who, you know, they're um, allies and we're thankful for them. But, hey, you know, you go right to the source, you know, right here. We've been we've been right here the whole time. You don't have to overlook us for the quote unquote white man. To, to say it and now okay now it's the law you know what I'm saying? it's the dave chappelle skit you know when he's sitting on the toilet and he's uh you know got the magazine open and uh you know he's like police have been beating the black folks like hotcakes." my word like it's so <laughs> shocking to him you know what i'm saying because right. it, you know what I'm saying? because it's just you know like uh the young lady and like a lot of people uh who died in Charlottesville and people have said hey if if you um you know what I'm saying? If you're not you know, if you're not I don't for her direct quote is and I and I can't and I don't want to butcher it, but you know, if you're if you're not paying attention if you're not concerned, you know what I'm saying? And it's just it's just a weird, weird time right now in just a country where, you know, things that are supposed to bring us together, which are our sports and which are our teams and and our rivalries and our dislike for the Cowboys or the Redskins or the Steelers or the Ravens or the Browns or whatever, supposed to be our one thing that that says, hey, these three hours, we can get together and we can all root and cheer for the same common cause, and for a few hours, you know, we're on the same team. And now with Trump's words and and his actions, you know, he's even taken that away from From the country, so right,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Is you know, uh, just to elaborate on a little the uh, between uh, the NFL and let's say basketball, the NBA has been active uh, protesting police brutality. Yeah, you could say they were actually at the forefront even before Colin Kaepernick took his knee.
1: And and we have to also remember the NBA has more experience with this because they had to go through the, you know, Abdul Rock situation mm-hmm. back in the you know, early nineties where he did a thing similar to what Colin Kaepernick is doing, where he refused to stand for the flag and um you know, as a protest to the way that black people were being treated. And, you know, they instituted a rule where you have to stand and so when they instituted the rule he complied, but he just turned his back. Mm-hmm.
0: Or or sat in the locker room, or right. he raised his hands and and prayed, right as a as a uh, as a converted Muslim, right. Uh, and eventually he was blackballed. And you know I had someone come in my mentions try to break down all of the the, the stats and stuff to say that he you know he played well. There's more than one ways you can you can cut a person out of your plans. So he was on from a playoff team, then immediately shipped out to. Sacramento, you know, playing time decreased year after year until he was eventually, uh, eventually out of the league and eventually had to go play overseas until he, uh, you know, until he ended his career for a while until he uh, came back uh, for the Big Three and he's actually speaking again. He's speaking up again, uh, showing his support for Cap for uh, Colin, and it's just it's just interesting that the NBA. You know, with its with its players that have been known to take stands. I mean, we had we had Craig Hodges uh, winning the championship with the Bulls, and showing up in a dashiki with a list of things for George Bush to uh, to discuss about issues going on in the community in in the black community. Out of the league next year, um, I believe that there are several players that that sacrifice to speak up in their communities and have been. Uh, ostracized. It's going to take people like LeBrons of the world, the Kevin Durant's, the you know the superstars who have an immense value, immense in their communities, and be and be you know and have their message carried out by the community, by the media. Uh, you know, the play Players Tribune. You know, now that that's run by the media, there's a platform there to 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 have things to be said. Uh, ways now that. Players have become more empowered. One of the positives that I can reflect on as this happened again. I'm not with the whole NFL being unified. The, the you know this is this is big. It's like no, it's not to me because they're not unified. That want to express themselves and were denied that opportunity. Yeah, that's the, just binding together. That's just binding together to, to please. Even mm-hmm. in Jerry, in Jerry uh, Jones' statement. Afterwards, why not? Why take a stand, a certain stance, where you know that sixty percent of the people are going to be upset with you? Maybe it's mm-hmm. not about that. It's maybe it's not about that sixty percent, but it's about the forty percent who feel marginalized. Mm-hmm. Could be, you know, uh, could be wrong, but I think I, I think there's some support there.
1: Well, as um, you know, many people know, and many people have said. It's not supposed to be comfortable. It's not supposed to be something that makes you feel good when people protest. It's supposed to make you feel uneasy. It's supposed to make you reflect and think, hey, am I doing right by this particular group of people who feel marginalized? It's supposed to create some shame in you. And I think that that's what a majority of the people who You know, promote this. Oh, it's against the flag. Oh, it's against the military. Oh, it's just disrespectful. I think that is kind of their buffer from feeling that, from feeling that guilt, from feeling that um, um, empathy for Black people. Instead of going that route, they say, oh, you guys are being disrespectful. Oh, you guys aren't um, showing, you know, the proper deference to all the people who have, you know, come before you and died and sacrificed and blah, 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 blah. And that's just their, their buffer from the real issue, which is, hey, y'all not treating us right. And y'all know y'all aren't treating us right. And we've been struggling trying to figure out many different ways for hundreds of years for us to get a little bit better treatment.
0: All right, Um, there's one more issue that we need to briefly touch on. Off the presses, literally today, uh, the NCAA has completed an investigation leading into um, the ball. Uh, uh, Four assistant coaches were arrested, including uh, Chuck Person, former NBA player, now an assistant coach of his alma mater, at uh, Auburn, um, Oklahoma States, Lamont Evans, Emanu- uh, Arizona, Emmanuel Richardson from University of Arizona and Tony Bland from Southern Cal, uh, coaches are charged with bribery, of conspiracy solicitation of bribes, uh, honor services, fraud, conspiracy, co- uh, conspiracy to commit wire fraud and travel act conspiracy. And, you know, each of these coaches face a maximum sentence of 80 years in print in prison, uh, just were released on, on bail uh with uh arraignment in two weeks in New York. Um basically it's it's wild. Um it's just uh, uh don't forget the
1: uh don't forget the global marketing director of Adidas is also Adidas. involved.
0: Ah uh, yes, yes. Uh, James Ga- uh James Gatto. Yeah, huge. Gatto's Gatto's a big play player in the uh thirty for thirty um in the uh uh Sunny uh Sonny for Carl's thirty for thirty. And basically he was uh Sonny's, uh one of Sonny's guys. Um this hit home for me because uh another Adidas employee, uh Merle Code, I know him personally. so a hall of Fame he's a uh my ANT. Uh I, I was that was very, very sad to uh to hear this today. Um another man I know very well, uh Rashawn McHell, custom clothier in Atlanta. Um uh, some some well-known names in the aAU community as well that were uh, that were picked up today and i kind of i'm on I'm on defense with this uh I'm just uh this is actually a result of a person who turned over federal evidence as he was uh he was accused of stealing 2.5 million dollars from uh from five clients by the Securities exchange Commission uh Lonnie blazer. And he was the cooperating risk witness in this investigation uh basically, he was investing money and in moving um clients moving money into movies and entertainment adventures, including uh, funding cash to several several uh, recruits and their families of wow i there haven't been any player names mentioned, but uh Louisville has confirmed that it it's being investigated. Possibly the University of miami is is being investigated as well so this this has far reaching indications with the Atlantic coast conference at college uh college sports itself
1: It's a whole bunch of Nike uh, schools that are on high alert yeah right now
0: high alert um but the law and you're being caught up because somebody got caught as a byproduct of that train. Mm-hmm. We know that college basketball is there's 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 mega money in college basketball, and I just think that the players need to be have they need to have a part of it. I just think this is another case of what what these folks will do to try to get the best players. I'm not I'm not I don't even believe in the spirit of amateurism in big time college sports anymore. Never believed it, even when I was a member. I was a member of an NCAA institution athletic program. I just never believed in the spirit of it. I think there's a lot
1: going on. It's kind of two different things going on. It's it's the one thing of the Adidas, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Gatto getting. Um, You know, kids paying off families to go to these certain Adidas schools to wear their products and things like that. So that's like one part of the investigation. Then there's a second part, which is the actual coaches receiving money. To steer their to steer these potential you know one and done players or certain NBA talented players to a certain agent or a certain um, financial advisor, and then they're getting kickbacks from those agents and advisors for delivering these players. So it's kind of two different fronts that they they went after here, um, which is um, a, a weird thing because you know a lot of coaches uh, if kids don't if people don't understand. Uh, these kids trust these coaches. If it if is. a coach it's says a, right, if, and it's kind of a blind faith. If if a coach, if the guy who recruited you and got you to come to school and you know help you get to where you go, say hey, you know I'm a to turn pro. I have you know this is my advice. This is the guy you need to represent you. This is the guy you need to kind of look after your money. This is the guy you need to do. More than likely, the player is just gonna take that advice and run with it and and show that loyalty so it's is is you know these coaches are just taking advantage of the trust and the and the vulnerability and the na the naivete of these athletes who are you know trusting them to to advise them and and guide them towards you know getting into the professional ranks and, and it's just unfortunate that you know it 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 has to come out this way and you know so many um Programs are going to be affected by it. I mean, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, college basketball could be forever changed and how everything works, depending on if, like, let's say a year from now or six months from now, a whole bunch of high-profile Nike schools get caught doing the same thing because, you know, it's just not these, you know, 10 schools that are pulling the scam. If those 10 schools know about it, then there's probably, you know, 210 schools that, that, that know about it, so Which
0: goes back to the famous Larry Shapiro line. All the kids I was after,
1: and,
0: mm-hmm. you know Shapiro is the is the whistleblower that got the University of Miami in um, probation mm-hmm. with, uh, with players' agents. He said mm-hmm. I didn't get every kid we recruited, so other schools were, you know, impl- totally implicated that other schools were, were in on it too. And I think that. This could be like you said, this could be the start of something really, really, really big. And, and it just goes to show you that the, the losers in all of this.
1: Right. Right. And I mean, look at look at look at what happened to uh look what happened to the Bad five. Their their memories are
0: their memory is forever tarnished. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's unfortunate as much money as those schools made off the fat, as Michigan made off the fat five. And now they all, not only that, but the fat five can't even be recognized. anymore. Right. You know, uh, uh, it's, it's
1: just it's sad. Well, hopefully at this point, this will maybe open up the ability for the process of them to just say, Hey, you know, the best way to end corruption in this sport is to figure out some type of stipend, some type of payment, mm-hmm. some type of, yep. you know, something. I mean, if kids are smart, I think they get, I think it's up to 65 or $70 when they go on the road for per diem. Most of those kids go eat Taco Bell. Because they stay in really nice hotels. So a lot of those places have like, you know, breakfast and a couple of meals provided. So they go somewhere, eat really cheap, or they all get together and eat and everybody chip in 10 bucks for what they get. And then they just put the rest of the money in their pocket. Mm -hmm. So Uh, they uh, can, so they can have some type of, of, of. You know, cash in hand, and not have to call their mom or or do something. You know, outside of the bylaws of what the NCAA allows. So, so you know, there's always been a a workaround. You know, for the kids not having cash, they just need to go ahead and just open it up and say, "Hey, these two sports make all the money. These mm-hmm. two sports deserve a bulk of it." And if there's any left over, we'll try to figure out how to give it to baseball and women's sports and all this stuff too. But well,
0: I, there's plenty of money that can be handed out there. They're their schools their schools profiting. Or if they're not profiting ten K in the red and a booster just custom a check. Operating the school operating the budget is not an issue. You know, they offer the sports. Big time programs offer the sports. Mm-hmm. And they can live off of the revenue sharing from from the TV bowl games, right? So, so I think it's very possible. I think that there's a stipend available. Available, and let's add another thing: allow the students, the student athletes, and I use the term in quotes, to be able to cash in on their likenesses mm-hmm. to to advertise, even if they can't collect the money until they exhaust their eligibility. Mm-hmm. Put it in escrow. Put it in a savings account. Mm-hmm. But allow them the opportunity mm-hmm. to do that, because quite honestly, you're provo- those kids are promoting the university we're in a positive a, light.
1: We're we're at a time. I, I know next year that ACC network is starting. Mm-hmm. The SEC network's been up and running for you know a few years. The, you know, Pac twelve's got their own network. That's where the money should come from, right there, because that's mm-hmm. billions of dollars involved in TV contracts to To show these kids in all the sports because you get ACC network, they're not just showing basketball and football; they're showing volleyball and and women's soccer and 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 fencing and and all types of things. You know what I'm saying? It's just not the major money making sports that are that are the contents for these various networks that have been popping up in the last decade for these um, conferences. And even if they didn't want to quote unquote take the money from the athletic budget. The ACC or SEC or whatever could take 10% of this big money they're getting off ESPN and say, hey, here's the payment. Here's the money for all the sports right here. Mm -hmm. And and maybe that would eliminate some of the corruption and things like that. Um, I know one thing, uh, Louisville is about to be in trouble. If it comes out that, yeah. you know, that they were really a part of this and, and, and you know, apparently, you know, they were kind of the the main cog in a lot of what's going on here. Um it's gonna be hard this, for Catino yeah, to, really, to, to get past this one.
0: Yeah. This is this is just you know, we can we can criticize the NCAA and not necessarily the NCAA, but you know, the feds actually getting involved in this more surprising to me than anything. Usually the NCAA police is their own. You know, the feds already had a way in, so they didn't even go to the NCAA to investigate this. They actually did it themselves. Right. And, you know, that's big. That is actually really, really big because that shines a light on investigations and what they don't uncover.
1: And it also probably um, lets me lead to believe that that they just starting. They not fin just they're not giving the NCAA a heads up on who's who's doing what. So, you know what I'm saying? I think like like we just said earlier, this might just be the beginning. You know, this might just be the first little pullback of the band-aid to revealing, you know, a whole bunch of other things going on, you know. Because um <laughs> the famous Michigan Wolverine, North Carolina Tar Heel, Maktar Tar You know, seemed to make his way around a whole bunch of Nike schools during his time in college. And it seems to be a coincidence of, you know, why you would do that, you know. But at the time, it's just like, hey, he's going to go from Michigan to North Carolina. Good for North Carolina. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, but yeah, and, and, you know, not to mention, um, you know, the apparel the 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 sneaker companies and things at first when i first heard about it i thought it was maybe the coaches selling the the product you know second hand you know, because you can, you are allotted, you know, so many pairs of shoes and so many windsuits and blah, 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 blah. blah, And then you get to reorder them again, like halfway through the season, you get to like mm-hmm. reorder up again. And I thought maybe the coaches yep. were kind of taking advantage of that and, you know, doing a thing on the black market. That would have been probably the the, the least of their, their worries considering what was uncovered. Well, what's, what's crazy is
0: I, I know that, that I, I'm, I'm, I know that happens. I do because I see some folks wearing exclusive windsuits that I know are exclusively the coaches, so yeah, uh, you know probably some throwaways or you know the old the old uh one one piece of fabric rip uh turn it in and get a new one, yeah, mhm mm-hmm. you know a lot of tricks of the trade there but uh, right. but 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 the the thing overall is that. I think that this is really um you know, you can be disappointed in in your people, but at the same time worth all of this just to get that get that, that particular kid. And a lot of people in and, and, and a lot of coaches will will say, Yeah, it's worth it because that kid can actually make that school a lot of money.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially
0: in basketball because you only got Fifteen kids to a team, right? And you and you play nine. So if if, if you if he's one of your nine, to the champion, you get all the way to an NCAA championship, or even into you know the the the, the take home bonuses increase, and your share of the revenue increases per round in the NCAA tournament. You know that little risk that you may take, you're gonna get it back,
1: right?
0: Not to right. mention if the kid goes pro, right? Uh, right. And, you know, you know, uh, medium risk uh, and usually uh, high reward. So there's going to be a question of morality, obviously, in this. But I think a lot of honestly, I think a lot of people will will bat their eyes at it. Just 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 just, just tripped up in the game somewhere. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to take yeah. a I'm not going to take a massive moral stance on this. I don't think I need to because I think the NCAA is is a racket. Personally, it's it's in it's in one of my personal. Top five rackets, along with uh, IRS and insurance, and you know, all of other.
1: Straight profit, homie. Straight profit. Straight
0: profit. <laughs> straight cash. Straight cash. <laughs> Word to Randy Ball. Straight cash, homie. But yeah, I, I just, you know, it's something that's going to be talked about. And then you're going to see the Think Pieces coming soon on the NCAA. We're going to talk about play, paying the players again. But mm-hmm. before all of that, just men that just happened to be, you know, caught up in the, the game of it all.
1: And, and what's unfortunate is there's so many different ways that if they really wanted to, that they could generate the revenue to pay these players, too, because a lot of these colleges now are trying to, uh, you know, get alcohol sold. And I know that in the ACC they have a rule where uh, they actually start ACC games for basketball an hour and a half early just so people have the opportunity to come in and drink. Because once the tip offs start, they stop the alcohol sales in the actual arena if you're in a suite. More private area, you have to keep your alcohol confined inside of there. But if you're in mm-hmm. general public, once the tip off starts, they cut the alcohol sales. So a lot of the schools are trying to get that to at least go until halftime, you know, because it's profit for them. Let's and, talk about
0: football. Norfolk, Norfolk State and HBCU sells beer. Unheard of. Unheard of. This the, They do it this year. Unreal. I, I, right. I, that, that sent shockwaves through the HBCU community because that's a resource that they, even though we've always had print advertising, we've always had, um, you know, we, we've let them buy ads, actually sell beer at an arena was shocking at, or at a football game on top of that. But, yeah, that's huge.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a
0: huge source of revenue.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't ever let them fool you and say, Oh, it's too difficult to figure out a system. No, the only thing that's difficult to figure out is once you get past football and basketball and maybe baseball, how much do you pay all the other sports underneath those people? That's the difficult mm-hmm. part. That's the part where yeah. everybody because you can't you can't split it up evenly because nobody else makes money. That's the whole point of Ooh. basketball and football in major college sports is they're the only two quote unquote revenue drawn sports like all the other sports that are on college campuses usually operate on half of your scholarships where you pay for half of the year out of your pocket and then your scholarship covers the other half the only, or you or
0: your academic scholarship I on ac-
1: right right so basketball and football are only two sports that provide you with a full quote unquote you know ride as far as hey you're here everything's taken care of your family just has to pony up enough money for your books and to get you back home during breaks Basically, in, in food, and a lot of times, you know, uh, during the, the seasons, the food is catered for the players. They, you know, nutritionists and all that stuff, so they, you know, can keep an eye on what you're eating and putting in your body. So they have a lot of advantages, you know, to making it happen. They just need to stop trying to hoard all the money for themselves and, and give it back.
0: Yep. Well, that's going to conclude this special edition of know the Score. I'm your co-host, Tyler Ball. You can always contact me on Twitter at T-A-B-A-L-L number one. My co-host is Don Delarente. You'll find him at Don Delarente. Don't forget to check out our shows on the CSPN. Don, Don Delarente himself, in addition to this show, also hosts the Rattlecast. Oh, my goodness. We've got so many new shows, it's hard to remember them all. Uh, Ratchet Ramblings, Crown and Collars, uh, Riding and Rolling, uh Our uh, our other co-host, Tobias Wilborn, is in season two of Beard Is. Uh, But just uh, what you need to do is just go to iTunes. You can download the CSPN. Download that, and then you can access every show that's on the network. Touch, download, and all all the shows you have will download on the CSPN. So, for the crew... Jesse and Nevias Wilborn off temporarily back here on on uh, Friday and now you know the score